Cybercriminals are opportunistically targeting industries that continue to operate full tilt during the coronavirus shutdowns, and their attacks have grown more sophisticated. Given this shifting landscape, taking the appropriate countermeasures becomes paramount. Mimecast Email Security 3.0 helps you evolve from a perimeter-based security strategy to one that is comprehensive and pervasive with cyber resiliency in mind. From the company that stops at nothing to block cyber threats, Mimecast is offering a fully featured 90-day web security service. Visit securityweekly.com forward slash Mimecast to learn more. Enterprises struggle to detect advanced attacks quickly and thoroughly as evolving threats continue to evade current security tools. Skillful threat detection starts with diverse, high-value security telemetry to run detections on. The Chronicle platform allows security teams to store and analyze petabytes of data in one place so that you can quickly apply powerful detection rules against all of your security data. Learn more about the Chronicle platform and the latest threat detection capabilities at securityweekly.com forward slash Chronicle. Today's networks are changing fast, and employees, devices, and infrastructures are more distributed than ever. Gigamon Threat Insight is a cloud-native, high-velocity network detection and response solution that's purpose-built to enable you to get in front of this transformation. Learn more at securityweekly.com forward slash Gigamon. Welcome back, everyone, to Enterprise Security Weekly. You'll notice I'm on a different set today. Uh, we're working on one of the other sets um, to have some better capabilities there. So we, we moved over. I don't think it impacts uh, much, just maybe what you, you might see on the video. Uh, our final technical training for 2020. Our friends from Vulcan Cyber will show you how to move beyond the vulnerability scan to vulnerability fix. Please visit securityweekly.com forward slash webcasts. Uh, you can check out the entire archive of all of our fabulous webcasts we've done on securityweekly.com forward slash on demand. This segment is sponsored by Polarity. To learn more, please visit the new URL for this show, which is going to give you all kinds of goodies. Polarity.io forward slash ESW. Uh, Joe Ravella has joined us today to tell us about some of the new uh, things that he has in store for our audience about the product. Uh, Joe is the co-founder and chief strategy officer. Joe, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Nice to have you here today. I know in previous segments uh, when we've spoken to Polarity, and I've been tracking you guys for, for a long time, uh, actually. Uh, I've known Paul for a long time. Uh, he's been a long-time listener of the show, uh, and I know uh, Ron Gula, uh, in Gula, uh, 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 whatever the name of his company is, that just the name escapes me, invested. And so adventures. I've been... Uh, Tech Adventures, thank you, has uh, invested and uh, a huge fan. I'm a user of the product. And last time we focused on kind of the look from the more of the red team perspective. And today, Joe, I think you're going to take us through uh, some of the things you can do from more of a blue team uh, perspective. I kind of have a dual use case. I'm kind of an anomaly uh, when it comes to using the product, right? But I think the blue team certainly can benefit from this augmented reality that's giving back so much telemetry and information uh, at a glance. Yeah, happy to walk you through uh, whatever the whatever i have some stuff prepared obviously but if the if you guys have questions you know just just fire it out yeah uh, as it comes along and uh you know hopefully there'll be enough here just to spark some some good conversation and questions uh let me of course figure out how to share that's always the and there, so there's lots of integrations to the polarity platform and our psw listeners um got some actually preview access to a select number of integrations Joe has also prepared a select number for our blue team members, polarity.io forward slash ESW, so we can go kind of get the blue team set uh, of integrations. And I know, Joe, you and I were talking about the, a number of different ones that could be applicable uh, to the blue team. There is some overlap uh, in there as well. And I think it's just it's a huge, huge benefit uh, to, to blue teams as well as red teams. 
Yeah. I mean, for us, it's all about what you want to do with the information, mm-hmm. right? So if, uh, you know, what Paul probably covered and what he did cover, you know, when an analyst sees a CVE, if you're on the, if you're on the red side, right, the availability of exploit code, et cetera, will, you know, give you a mechanism and a means to uh, attack whatever your target is. Meanwhile, if you're responsible for blue, it helps to be informed on whatever that CVE uh, or whatever an attacker might be going after as it relates to that CVE so that you can better defend, right, and, and craft your mitigation strategy or if you, you transition more so from uh, just a L1, L2 type of alerting condition to now launching into an IR, uh, what other indicators or TTPs uh, should you be searching for in order to best detect, you know, the presence of that particular exploit code or, or that particular vector. Uh, so yeah, uh, there is some overlap, but as as you mentioned, uh, we've got a particular version. It's more blue oriented for this audience. Uh, certainly not catered only to those that are doing SOC analysis, but also if you are responding, if you're getting a little deeper, and hopefully uh, I'll shed some light on some of those use cases as we go through the. Uh, I prepared kind of a brief presentation. I expect some questions as a as a sure. byproduct. Um, don't want to don't want to go too deep for too long. Uh, can you guys see the screen? Is it coming through? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so pretty basic examples, and uh, I'll show how polarity can overlay with augmented reality. Just a blurb on augmented reality. You know, it sounds super futuristic, next gen. Mm-hmm. How am I going to use augmented reality? But really the problem that we're solving for people is pretty simple. Uh, we solve the problem of search, right? Uh, people have a responsibility, particularly if they're sitting in these roles that are uh, high data overload, high pressure, uh, also the, the not just the pressure to do the work effectively, but to do it swiftly, right? And how can we accommodate you know, those pressures and get analysts to the point where they have that confidence they're doing the job as thoroughly and effectively and swiftly as they can? Um, so I'm just going to walk through a few use cases here. Um, you'll see I just have a couple platforms uh, that are common within the industry. I didn't go uh, you know, too crazy with this, just a few open source uh, and a few commercial. And I've got Polarity here. Uh, it sits in the lower right-hand corner of my desktop. I can put it anywhere, obviously, and I can have it dismiss uh, itself when it's not needed, especially in these times of, uh, of COVID when uh, screen real estate might be at a premium. But I've set it up just to be here, ride shotgun with me for this presentation. And I'll launch into just the first a potential investigation that I might be conducting. And I chose a phishing investigation simply because, you know, a lot of the analysts that we work with day to day, they're really inundated with this kind of work. They've got, you know, maybe some automations that are doing some blocking and tackling on a bulk of the phishing that they might be seeing, but lots of it gets through, lots of it requires analyst attention, and it's painstaking, right? Lots of things to, to look up, lots of things to search. Um, so what I've done here is, uh, assumed that there's some capability that's stripping out uh, the things of interest from this uh, phishing email. Uh, again, you may have something that's parsing it all out, but net net, you're going to be looking at the indicators on the screen in some view uh, familiar to this. Uh, and now with Polarity, what you can do is instead of taking these indicators, these IP addresses, these domains, these hashes, and then going out, breaking out of your workflow and going to different places to search the information, I can bring the data back in sub-second time. So if I highlight the IP and do a quick keystroke, I just did a lookup against four or five data sources in sub-second time. 
So I hit uh, MaxMind, URL scan, Shodan, uh, and uh, three, it looks like three uh, in this particular case. And the reason why I wanted to kind of get into it right out of the gate is specifically for the Enterprise Security Weekly audience. Uh, if you do visit that URL that we talked about, polarity.io forward slash ESW, uh, I'll be exclusively showing the integrations that come in that package uh, that's defined just for this audience. Uh, and I should say, normally with our community edition, uh, analysts receive up to three integrations, but this audience will be eligible for, for five uh, in that package. Sweet. Uh, I'll show a little bit more of what those are um, as we as we go through. But that's how we get the data back. That was a quick keystroke. So instead of going to these various different uh, data repos, all I have to do is do the keystroke and I can learn as much as I want sourced from these data sets uh, in and, that and so, sub-second time format. So much of that is very practical, Joe, because anytime, and I just analyzed a phishing attack yesterday, right? And we talked about it in a, a webinar we did earlier today. And when I look at a phishing email, now it'd be great if there was, you know, I had a solution in the back end that was creating me, you know, Jira tickets and stuff, and we'll get there. But this was just kind of an off the cuff investigation. Immediately you're looking at the data, whether it's an email or an Jira ticket, and you want to validate things really fast, right? You want to look at the yep. URL, you want to look at the domain, maybe the email address, the IP address, uh, all of those things. And you basically want to get a reputation and, and telemetry on those to determine what kind of spear phishing attempt is this? How worried do I need to be? You have a lot of those questions. I mean, you just answered those questions in literally seconds where I was copying and pasting into multiple tabs in my browser. Yeah, I mean, in, in this particular case, right, with the recipient IP, I, I don't know if I've answered all those things. At the same time, you know, if I start looking at the sender, right, what's the domain, right? Who who, yep. who sent this thing to me? Mm -hmm. uh, and if I just highlight that and bring back the data, here I get much more informed as an analyst, right? I can I can launch into this, click into our summary block here, check some things out. Now, automatically, I'm seeing now I am not the person, everything from China is not necessarily bad. Um, but, you know, there are certainly, you know, things insofar as geopolitical relations that contribute to a, a mindset right now of whether or not it's legitimate. And if you're doing no business in that particular region, then this could raise an eyebrow. Right. Mm -hmm. And here, this particular website, uh, the URL scan may have made a determination insofar as whether or not it thinks it's malicious or not. But it, within within on the blue side of things and on the response side of things. And I, I did IR for 10 years. I led a practice of about 40, 50 people. We did a lot of the big ones that you heard about, but even bigger ones that nobody knows about. And, you know, we have an obligation to validate information across multiple data sources. We can't yep. just trust one. It's true. And because of that obligation, we get lost and we spend a lot of time in just copy paste search, copy paste search. Even if we have enrichment, the enrichment in some cases with platform is just at the time of ingestion. And even if it's staring us right in the face and I sucked in the latest from virus total at the point of ingestion, I still have to go back out and validate it. Mm -hmm. uh, I still have to go out to these X, Y, and Z data sources. So we're trying to solve that by at time, like right person, right time, right situation, and only when relevant uh, circumstances to get that to the analyst. And I can check out things like URL scan. Again, that's in the package that we defined for ESW. Uh, virus total, I can pick it down, determine if there's any positives, detections. The other thing that could be really beneficial in these cases, if there are any, uh, are things like the IP resolutions uh, or the other domains, because as we all know, these these mm -hmm. change and they change for a reason as it relates to bad guys. right? And then I can do this next level secondary queries that oftentimes get forgotten. 
right? Everybody can do a query against a VT um, or look up a data point. But if you scroll down oftentimes to the bottom of these data sources, there's other related indicators that don't get included in mitigation strategy when it's when it's implemented. So, yeah, everyone's got a different piece of the puzzle. I mean, you look at threat intelligence feeds and every study of the threat intelligence feeds out there as an example comes back and says there's very little overlap from all those threat intel feeds. And what, what you're proving in your products, you can help bring that together for an analyst that may be going, I want all the pe- or as many pieces to the puzzle as I can to help me make a decision. Uh, and doing that in like near real time, I think is really awesome. That's right. And, and that's a burden to bear, right? So for analysts who, who have this obligation to make the best decision as possible, nobody wants the, the phone call from you know, management or nobody wants to be involved in the incident where you looked at the indicator. Right. And you were the person that made the determination to, to go forward. So, you know, when we develop this platform, we're thinking, how can we solve very basic problems? And, you know, how can we make a tool that's built for analysts? Right. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, don't give us another dashboard. Mm-hmm. Right. No, no analyst wants another dashboard. Right. So how can we avoid that pitfall? How can we avoid situations where, you know, we're, we're contributing towards another uh, authoritative system? Right. Uh, or, or uh, a definitive source of truth, right? That's that's not us either. How can we just help an analyst to get the full context that the institution has to provide, right, about the thing that they're looking at to empower them to to make the best decision possible? And that's kind of what we're all about. Um, you know, in in this case, you know, it's with domain, uh, but certainly, you know, with uh, with other indicators here. You know, I'll take I'll take this IP just because, again, all of these things are included in the package. This might be the source, the source IP. This can inform me. Yeah, I may want to block it, but this is this is another thing. And and I'll stand on a soapbox for just a second, right? When I was doing IR, there were very few things that got classified as an incident, right? An incident had to do significant harm. An incident wasn't necessarily a, a small AV event on a on a workstation, right? That that's observable. It's contained. We manage it, right? When you get into significant incidents. The first instinct is not, or the first motion, I should say, is not always to block, right? We don't necessarily know everything we need to know about this attacker in order to craft the appropriate containment and or mitigation strategy, right? So we might go into monitor mode for a little while, and we can define that based on various attributes. Yes, the IP is going to be core, but you know what other elements uh, or what other uh, components of this particular attacker's um, use IP, right, exit node, whatever it is, are they using? And we can get more informed with polarity as well on that front, right? Take something like a Shodan, maybe 3389, right, RDP is going to be a component of this particular bad actor's attack strategy, right? So maybe I don't just look at this IP in the epicenter of the uh, timestamp of the investigation. Maybe I look at this IP, but also let's look at all the other 3389 traffic, right? And that helps me avoid a pitfall of being laser focused on an indicator and more focused on a method or, you know, an element of the, uh, the, the toolkit or the tool in that bad guy's toolkit. That's awesome. These, these integrations, Joe, are these, uh, are these free? Do I need to register for a key? I know there's different levels of integrations that you have into the platform. If you could maybe run through a few. Yeah. So for the, um, let, let me, yeah, and I'll take the, uh, the way you might be doing analysis. I'm just inferring. So, you know, the traditional way, if I'm just taking the header, right. If I'm, if I'm looking at the header itself and I want to do a, 
a big query on all that. Uh, I can take a lot of the data. I will, I promise I'll answer your question. Um, and I can select it. And I can run all that through. So in the world where you're looking at raw header text, right? Um, and this will just hit on a lot of things that we have. So things like URL scan, which is included with the, uh, the Enterprise Security Weekly Edition, if you will, uh, that's certainly free integration. You don't need to pay for anything related to URL scan. You do have the option of going and getting a key, mm -hmm. uh, which will have some benefits for uh, API query limits and also this feature. So if you configure with a key, uh, you have the ability to actually launch a scan uh, with URL scan. So this URL came back. I have a hit. I can investigate it. I can take a look at the screenshot. Right. Uh, interesting to me. I'll, I'll say nothing other than that. Mm. Uh, but URL scan didn't actively or recently scan this particular domain. But this one may be of significant interest to me. So provided there's no OPSEC concerns around me doing so, right, I can submit this URL and I can add an annotation. And if I wanted to, I can kick off that scan right, right there and then. So these are like some capabilities. So in spirit of answering your question, we've got uh, all free integrations. Virus Total also free. You need an API key. Census free. You do need your own API key. Shodan is free and you need an API key there. But there's two additional ones that we've included. Uh, one is MaxMind, which will give you the, the geo location on an IP. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other one is CVE search. So if you are looking at uh, CVE information, let's just say uh, this one here, if I highlight this and do the keystroke command, uh, you're going to be able to get kind of instantaneous visibility into uh, what the uh, nature of the CVE is, what the vector is, what the ranking is, the complexity to the attack, et cetera. That requires no key. So when you go out and you do get the ESW edition, you should go register for free keys with those partners of ours. Mm -hmm. um, but these work, uh, particularly the CV and the MaxMind, will work right out of the box. That's awesome. I'd say if, if it takes you more than you know, uh, maybe two, three minutes to get each of your keys and configure, it should be about 10, 15 minutes of config max just to get it set up exactly like I have it. Yeah, then that's standard for a lot of tools today too. Mm -hmm. Well, Joe, just the testimonial, there's two people in the Discord channel right now that have configured it while you've been talking. Yeah. So. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> it's always better to hear from somebody else than it is to hear it from uh, the person who's given the presentation, I think. So thank you. for. Yeah, the they were so this. interested. They just went out and grabbed it and installed it and got it up and running, like literally during this segment. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's great to hear. Uh, and that's really what we're aiming for, right, is, is we want to create. Uh, sorry, this is the part of the presentation where my lights turn off. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give the rest of this in the dark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right. You're still uh, sharing your screen, so we can't we can't see you in the dark. Not that we'd be able to see you in the dark. No, oh, good. That that makes me feel a little less weird. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what we're aiming for, right? Is is out of the box, quick time to value. And you know, the great thing about Polarity is we don't care about what windows you're working in, right? So I have Jira here, and I'm doing the the lookups from there. But if I pivot and I've got something else you know, something like a hive maybe, right? And this is mm -hmm. how I'm doing my workflow. I, I have the same capability. All I have to do here is is highlight a big block of text if that's what I'm interested in. And again, sub-second time, I, I just did 20 queries. If you think about oh, uh, the one-to-one -one or one-to-many relationship here. I didn't realize you could highlight like a lot of stuff like that. That's really cool. Is there like a limit on that or like how much stuff can you highlight? So it's about up to 10,000 characters, I think, the yep, gotcha. out-of-the-box config is for. It's awesome. Got it. And so you could do this right from, like, your mail 
client and just doesn't highlight yep. things. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it any, really doesn't any matter. Window, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it, to the spirit of the problems we were trying to solve, uh, it, my I covered a little bit of my background doing IR, right? And we would launch into to companies and everybody's got a different tool set. Everybody collects logs differently. Mm. Um, everybody has a UI into a different system of record that we need to get access to. And then, you know, my co-founders, Ed and Paul, you know, Paul, you spoke to uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, within the intelligence community, very similar situation, especially when you're building tools for analysts. We can't really assume what tools are being used now. And we certainly can't assume what tools are going to be used tomorrow. So we set out to develop a tool that will work on top of anything, no matter what it is, no matter what the three-letter buzzword is or four-letter buzzword is tomorrow or five years from now, Polarity will still be giving you context, not just enrichment, but context around what you're looking at on the screen. That's awesome. Matt, Adrian, did you have questions for Joe? I think this is super cool. I, mean, I, I, I have it, a request. <laughs> yeah, far I'd away. Like to see... Uh, yeah, if, if uh, exploit DB uh, uh, integration would be really cool. Mm, they have it. Absolutely. Um, so actually within the, the Security Weekly edition, which, by the way, no one's capped on uh, on how many instances of community they can register for. So there, mm. there is a Security Weekly edition as well, which was more red focused. And uh, I did have, uh, it's probably pretty subtle down here. Uh, I got a hit from the exploit finder integration that Paul showcased on on his presentation with the team here. Uh, so if I have a CV on the screen and I've searched it, I can actually have it go out, check with not just the sources that we designate, right? You can add sources here uh, with a predefined key that we're pointing to basically. And it'll go to whatever reference set you want. So if you want it to be exploit DB, that's great. If you want it to be Twitter, because you know we've had red teamers tell us that yep. some of the most authoritative or up-to-date information they get on exploit code is actually social media. Mm -hmm. um, you can have it scrape any of that and pull it back so that you can either execute on it if you're, you know, on the attack and pen side. Um, and I, you know, I listened to the previous session as well, but you know, if you're on the purple side and you want to execute it to test a control, right. In conjunction with the team, and then, you know, going over to the other side of the spectrum, if you're blue, how do you defend best against this, right? What, what executable, what payload, should I be looking for what payload do I have to run through in my EDR, et cetera, in order to you know, find potential instances of this being successfully executed? And I think, I think Paul yeah, I just actually, clicked uh, one of these results for the first time, and uh, it, it, it showed me all all the additional data. I didn't even realize you could click these and and uh, expand them. Yeah, it's really That's, awesome. Sorry. And, and, and Paul, <laughs> just well, I was just gonna, we, your point to the exploit thing is, you know, uh, as Joe was describing, you can add multiple sources. I had uncovered some uh, sources recently, and I think Paul uh, Batista had actually added some and, and updated it because uh, they change all the time, right? Yep. Yep, that's right. I, I mean, just uh, to talk about us as a company, right, we have about 140 of these integrations that are published out to GitHub. Some, you know, go against the very popular data sources and, and some of them are utility oriented. We have integrations as simple as dig that'll just do a DNS resolution for you. If you're looking at an IP address and you want to know what the host name is or, or vice versa. Um, but, you know, as a company and having done this work, we're, we're very 
flexible with the community, right? So we put out the SW edition and we like that we think it can cater to a vast majority of the use cases out there. But, you know, some people you know, might be Splunkers and they want to collect to their, their personal Splunk instance or their company Splunk instance. Some might be uh, Elastic folks. Uh, if you email us and you reach out to us and there's a possibility of uh, strengthening our community and lessening that burden on analysts in any way possible, we'll swap them out right there and then. Um, so that if you, you know, you do have something else that you'd prefer instead of something like a URL scan or a VT, uh, you can reach out to us and feel free to do so. Hey, you just described a, a use case for me and it's a security one as well. I, I use like command line tools to validate DNS entries, uh, both for security and for like, Hey, I have to add a new record. I want to make sure it works before I go tell the person I added it for that it worked. And I'm using the command line to do that. It actually be more streamlined for me to integrate it with polarity, uh, and just have it there. Yeah, you're, you're doing what a lot of our users do. Uh, it's As soon as you have it, you can figure out how to be very creative with it. Yeah. Um, and certainly there's the atomic indicators, but uh, you know there's the opportunity to introduce other regexes into the platform uh, and look outside of the box if there's something unique uh, for what you're interested in, right? Some users might be more interested in, in Macs uh, if they're more network focused or uh, you know some other hex, right? You can introduce components to look up those things. Joe, really quickly, the differences between the free and community editions and the commercial editions. Yeah, so for the for the free editions, there is the limitation on the number of integrations that you can actually subscribe to uh, at any given moment. At the mm -hmm. same time, as I said, feel free to reach out to us, and, and we're pretty susceptible as a company to accommodating users. Uh, with the enterprise version, it's uncapped, so you know you can run as many as you want. Um, it's all access controllable. So there's a RBAC implementation and there's a collaboration component, which is, which is very big, uh, within the platform for enterprise. So you can have multiple people on the same instances, shared caches, uh, also the ability to take annotations within the platform and share that across a team. So, you know, uh, kind of an example of this, I brought up a, a different use case here, and I'm going to show you a few things just in this one in this one screen grab. So again, like we did before, I can bulk look up uh, here, a few other hits from some, some other integrations, like have I been pwned? Let me know that my particular email address has been subject to a data breach, right? Mm -hmm. um, but if I wanted to here, uh, let's just say, yeah, I have virus total hits for each of these hashes, but one of these is actually a collision within my environment. So I can do another keystroke here and bring up a, a string and just simply annotate that this is, you know, it's legit file. I'll leave it at that for now. And I'll just, I'll put it into a channel called maybe legit files, right? And I'll put this into the platform. So the next time someone on my team sees this hash, because it's it's obviously been flagged as bad, right? Virus Total thinks it's bad. But, you know, these platforms that we connect to, again, are not always right. So can we bridge that intelligence with our own so that, when I do look up a bulk uh, load of hashes, at least I can tell, hey, this is not something that I just want to auto-contain, right? This is not something that I want to launch an IR campaign against. This might be a legitimate file because someone on my team annotated it either days or minutes or hours ago, right? And I can save some some costly level of effort uh, insofar as going down the wrong rabbit hole. And I, I love this because I, you know, think about use cases as I work with our IT team, I can teach them all how to use Linux and command line tools, or I could just get an enterprise edition and bring them the same information 
right? I'm not saying I don't want to teach them Linux and command line tools, but this is a much quicker path to helping them in their jobs, which I think is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, you and I had this uh, a conversation in a, in a, on a previous day, uh, but I know whenever I, I I'm few and far between uh, from you know launching WP Scan. Mm. Uh, but the, the syntax, I, I never remember. And I'm always, you know, either using the help docs, uh, using the readme or going out to the web to, to get the syntax for it. I have, I have that annotated just so that whenever I see the, the WP scan, uh, you know, welcome banner, mm -hmm. uh, I get all the syntax that I usually run for WP scan. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, a very practical application. Not, you know, that's exclusively for me. I have that in a private channel for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but it certainly makes me better at doing my job without, you know, the the concept of broader threat intelligence or, you know, uh, information security intelligence or even IT intel. Awesome. Joe, anything else you want to share with our audience today? No, just that, you know, we're, we're, we're opened. Uh, we, we want to make sure that we're supporting the community, right? This is, this was big for us. Um, the community release was something that we wanted to do, you know, since we set out. Uh, and just advocate for uh, you know less less lessening of the burden for the analysts in the community. So we're, we're really an analyst and user first company. Um, we're very receptive to feedback, and if folks you know do have any type of feedback, good, bad, or ugly, um, you know we'd, we'd love to hear it, and uh, happy to to field it myself personally if folks want to share. Fantastic, Joe. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, make sure that you visit polarity.io forward slash ESW. Get your community edition with uh, the integrations that Joe showed today. Thank you, everyone, for listening and watching to this edition of Enterprise Security Weekly. See you next time.